everyone. Today, I'll be talking about how screens and media dumb our children down. And not only our children, but our adult population as well. And in a situation or a culture or a society where we actually literally cannot escape any form of media or screens or some kind of personal device or way of connecting or communicating with each other through the airwaves, this is a very important topic that we all need to take a look at right now. So I hope you sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Family Health Revolution podcast with Coach Carla Atherton, where she discovers, uncovers, explores, and reveals the secrets to true family health and wellness. All right, so when I look at how the world has changed in the last 50 years, I am astonished at the speed at which a few aspects of our human existence have become almost unrecognizable in such a short time. In some ways, we humans are quick to adapt due to our innovation and creativity, and we're continually inventing ways to make our lives easier and survival more imminent. One profound way we've done this is through our use of technology. Technology has dramatically changed the world in which we live and the way we relate to this world, as if we're playing lead roles in a science fiction writer's bizarre fantasy. Many of the ideas such writers hypothesized, although not exactly accurate in the details in some ways, but weren't so far off in the concepts. Without wanting to sound paranoid, (laughs) Big Brother is watching. Uh, Anonymity is replacing individuality, and there's a massive level of control media, advertising, and the pull of virtual reality has over what we think and how. There are a few rare concern or corners of the world where Wi-Fi can't reach, where there are no messages and downloads and location tracking. But the noise this constant barrage of information creates in our broader world, right? Like everywhere else except for maybe like two little corners of some kind of, you know, deep in the jungle. It's changing our basic physiology and our social structures and relationships. The very energy on our planet. And my question is, are those changes good? Our lives have been digitized, our use of technology has exploded in the last generation, and we're a far cry from Sunday evenings gathered around the TV watching the weekly innocent family television show. We've progressed, quote unquote, to hours of Netflix binging and the constant barrage of sitcoms, violent movies, and disturbing newscasting interspersed with advertisements. You can now be given medical advice or be sold a product you previously didn't even want through a television commercial. Children and teens are exposed to a barrage of violent and sexual images daily. They text messages and send emails to their friends in real time. And if their place of school or work or home doesn't have Wi-Fi, this is a massive inconvenience. Technology has become a foundational component of survival a fundamental human right. This has become our new normal. 
just like the bastardization of our current modern, modern diet and the substandard state of our children's health. This may be normal, but is it healthy? So there are three categories regarding technology that's relevant to this discussion. So media, electronics, and the electromagnetic fields the devices themselves emit. So number one, let's define that. Media are the messages we receive through, through the technology we produce that affect our interpretation of the world around us. It includes news, advertising, social media, journals, books, etc. Okay, so number two, electronics are the devices that deliver such media or other experiences created by a machine, such as video games, television, computers, iPods, iPads, and cell phones. Electromagnetic fields are electric and radiation fields emitted from an electronic device that interact and can disrupt our physiological and physical processes. Okay, so those are the three categories we're going to talk about. First is that I kind of want to talk about whether or not our use of technology is harming our children. And again, like I said, ourselves, our, our adult population. And um, Dr. Victoria Dunkley talks about this phenomenon or a syndrome called electronic screen syndrome and the way she defines it in her book is ESS is essentially a disorder of dysregulation because it's so stimulating interactive screen time shifts the nervous system into fight or flight mode which leads the dysregulation leads to dysregulation and disorganization of various biological systems. Over time, repeated fight or flight and overstimulation of the nervous system from electronics will often eventually culminate in a dysregulated child. So let's look a little bit closer at what's happening with this impact of overuse. And she talks about overuse, and that's really dependent upon your child or you and what that means to have overuse. So, you know, some people might be able to use you know, a device a certain amount of time a day and others might have less tolerance to it. So you really have to watch and we're going to be talking about that in the next episode. Um, All right, so we're going to talk about a little bit about some of the effects that screen time has. And it really, if you talk about excessive screen uh, syndrome, it's really about how the nervous system responds to that overstimulation of the actual you know um, activity or interaction with these devices and so the overstimulation causes chronic stress and often leads to the various health conditions to which a stressed body can succumb so let's talk about i mean i'm going to list some of these screen time effects on physical health here just quickly for you lack of exercise which will detrimentally affect growth development cardio health musculature bone health hormonal and neurotransmitter health Uh, Lack of movement, uh, same effects as above. Lack of fresh air and outside microbes. The health of our gut microbiome, as we'll talk about later, and we've talked a little bit about before in previous episodes. So that microbiome is essential for good health. And so when we have lack of fresh air and outside microbes, um, we have the downstream effect of a uh, uh, dysregulated or I guess um, disproportionate (laughs) um, unbalanced microbiome. Lack of nature. Uh, Richard Louvre has coined the resulting syndrome as nature deficit disorder. 
Uh, eating in front of electronics can lead to poor digestion and, and, and nutrition, um, as well as relationship problems and disconnect. Next one, carpal tunnel and other anatomical injury created by repetitive movements or lack of movement. Uh, poor posture, which causes subluxations, poor breathing, discomfort, and stiffness. Poor breathing, breath holding, which causes lack of oxygen to the brain and other organs and triggers the stress response. Mental fog and inability to think, concentrate, or maintain energy. Apathy, depression, and anxiety is another consequence or result. Poor sleep habits and sleep problems. This is due to electronic usage at night, overstimulation of the nervous system, and subsequent hormonal and neurochemical disruption. So that's quite a list. I've got a few more here for you, parents. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I always have bad news before I give you the good. Um, additional detrimental effects of excessive screen time. So poor GI health due to stress and immobility. Imbalanced or damaged microbiome. So the balance of microbes in our digestive tracts and brains are that are a predictive factor of either health or disease. Eyesight deterioration and eye strain, we're seeing a lot of that. Mental and physical fatigue, headaches, mental strain, lack of sunshine. Okay, so what's gonna lack of sunshine going to do? It's going to decrease um, the benefits of sunshine, which would be um, vitamin D production and disrupted, and so it also disrupts circadian rhythm. Um, excessive exposure to blue lights and at the wrong time of day. So this also disrupts the circadian rhythm. Disinterest in activities outside of screen usage leading to an unfulfilling life, underachievement, lack of purpose, loss of vitality, loss of real interaction and experiences, and loss of relationships. Those are kind of heavy. That sounds heavy, but if we look at what is happening in the state of mental health of our children and physical health, this is certainly part of the picture. Um, all right, so your child's brain on technology, um, your child's experience of excessive screen time and PTSD, uh, these are very real and uh, significant uh, consequences to excessive screen time. Um, and I'm going to just give you a bit about electromagnetic fields and electromagnetic radiation as well. Um, just one second, I'm getting to that point, point of my notes. So um, there's another effect the use of technology has on the human body. And that's an effect that's due to the radiation and electromagnetic fields the devices themselves give off. So this is category two that we'll be talking about today. We're, we're electrical beings, and it's by way of electrical, biophoton, and chemical reaction that our brains, hearts, and the cellular communication of our bodies run. Our Earth is also electric with magnetic forces that coincide with the human body. We are at our optimal health when our own electrical frequencies match that of the Earth's. When this frequency is disrupted by human-made electricity and radiation, um, which is like a barrage of things that we are surrounded with uh, every day, all day, even at levels once believed to be negligible, we have negative health effects. So we are now bathed in, ele in electro 
electromagnetic fields and electromagnetic radiation at all times due to the invention of electricity and our use of devices and machines such as appliances, handheld devices, computers and electromagnetic fields and electromagnetic radiation are increasingly being recognized as a form of toxicity damaging to our health. And it's certainly on my list of usual suspects and list of toxins in our environment. These dangers are very real and there has been a significant amount of research in on the dangers of the radiation our modern day conveniences such as electricity, computers, iPads and cell phones present to us and in particular our children. So whatever doesn't really motivate us to improve our own health, <laughs> us adults and grandparents and aunts and uncles and, you know, uh, professionals, whatever, um, it, when it has to do with our children and we see how that can affect them, we're more ma- motivated to uh, find the problems and, and the solutions and act. So EMFs and EMRs categorized as electropollution are fields of energy that surround us at all times. Wires, transformers, and radio waves transmit a dizzying array of electric and magnetic traffic as well as radiation. Our bodies are equipped to deal with some radiation. In fact, the sun bathes us us in radiation every day. We get EMF from the earth, but that's compatible to our human body and and it's conducive to health. Um, The earth emits its own magnetic fields, right? Just as I said, all part of how our natural world works, but we're not meant to handle a constant barrage of artificial EMFs, nor are we to be disrupting our circadian rhythms through artificial light well into the time when our bodies need to be resting and repairing. So just think about your body and your children's bodies as an antenna conducting all of that energy. If there's nowhere to discharge that energy, your body absorbs it, altering it at a cellular cellular level, a DNA level. So um, I'm just going to get to some of the points here. So to, I'm going to sum it up. So in uh, Europe has gotten serious about banning cell phone usage for children and Wi-Fi in schools. And so many parents in the U.S. and Canada are also rallying for this same purpose. And why is that? It's because of the inflammation that's caused by these EMFs and EMRs. And though that inflammation causes all kinds of downstream effects, um, including the following. So damages genes, um, disrupt the immune system. Uh, these frequencies disrupt hormones, disrupt neurotransmitters, are shown to be cancer-causing because of their effects on the immune system and cellular health. Uh, they contribute to the development of illness and disease that are the result of a comprised immune, or sorry, compromised immune system chemical imbalances, hormonal imbalances, and even nutritional imbalances. And according to Dr. Dietrich Klinghardt, Wi-Fi and other wireless exposure can cause the exacerbation of infections, increase the proliferation and virility of environmental mold infestation and their release of mycotoxins, and increase the consequences of heavy metal toxicity. Massive. So um, further tech effects on our future generations. So studies have shown that men exposed to cell phone radiation through carrying them in their pockets had a significant reduction in their sperm count. Think about this. So cell phone radiation is actually creating infertility, which will have a direct input impact on the future of our human population. 
And all of these physiological problems and physical problems lead to high stress on the body that leads to inflammation and immune system dysregulation that leads to every diagnosable disease and illness, including cancers and all of the top chronic childhood illness and conditions, including ADHD, autism, atopic conditions, asthma, mood disorders, obesity, learning disabilities, autoimmunity, and cancer. Um, and so we, the, the fact is, is that scientists know that electron, electronic devices, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, wireless technology, and electrical systems are harmful to our health. We know this. There are 10,000, well, actually more than 10,000. There are thousands, tens of thousands of uh, articles and, and studies um, published in PubMed and all over the internet. The, the things that we just don't know is how extensive it really is. And especially with um, 5G coming around the corner, it's on every single corner. We've got smart meters on every single house. Uh, one of my students actually sent me a photo of, actually, no, she's a grad of the program, of my practitioner training program. And she sent me a picture of the side of a townhouse or apartment complex, and it had 30 two smart meters on the side if you were to measure that with a gauze meter you would your jaw would drop you would just be like on the floor um, shocked at the amount of emf that is pumping into that population of people living in that that building unbeknownst to them so i am here to open your eyes i'm going to give you some more for a few more minutes here mental emotional effects of screens so there's also significant fallout in relation to our children's mental health that's caused in part by the physiological issues such as the stress response and overstimulation, as well as addictive behavior, social problems, and disrupted personal growth. So in relation to our children's mental health, new syndromes and conditions are cropping up every day to explain many children's inability to cope with life and increasingly prevalent behavioral problems, some of which are, and in addition to, you know, the the, the typical stuff, anxiety, depression, you know, um, OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, things like that. Um, but also we're, we're, we're hearing these diagnostic terms now called like digital dementia, oppositional defiance disorder, intermittent explosive disorder, electronic screen syndrome, which we unpacked just a few minutes ago. So what are these behavioral problems? Where are they coming from? Are we just less skilled parents than our own parents? <laughs> Is it bad parenting? I don't think so. Uh, much of the cause can be tied to excessive screen time and overuse of technology. Just really try to put the dots together here, parents. The mystery conditions don't appear to be different conditions, but varying manifestations of the same problem. Okay, so here are some of those manifestations of you know, excessive screen time in particular, but you can relate that to many of these other conditions as well. So melt meltdowns and tantrums, moodiness, withdrawal, ADHD and autistic-like behaviors, demand for instant gratification, lowered emotional IQ, anxiety, depression, anger and rage, lack of empathy, overwhelm, and entitlement. All right, so social problems. Uh, there's a myriad of social consequences involved in the overuse of technology that's affecting our youth, our families, and our communities. Emily Roberts, who's just, I love her. I've interviewed her several times for my children's health summits. She's a psychologist behind the teen counseling and guidance website called Guidance Girl. 
She lists dozens of social implications of the overuse of media and technology, such as cyberbullying and social anonymity. And so these issues lead to things like self-esteem wrapped up in social media, incorrect representation of our humanity, focus on the superficial, lack of the connectedness with peers, lack of connectedness with elders, lack of connectedness with the world, superficial relationships, lack of depth, less observant people, right? increased sense of anonymity and the observant part is more about there's this distraction from the stuff that actually matters a lot of this stuff in the media doesn't matter um another thing i want to touch on is intellectual consequences so there's currently an ongoing raging debate over whether intelligence is affected by technology and researchers, professors, parents, and theorists are arguing both ways, okay? I see both sides of the coin. Some say technology has the potential to make us smarter and has opened the world up to us in ways we'd never would have imagined even 30 years ago. I mean, probably even 10 years ago. It's, it's just insane. But smarter? I, I would say not. Consider this. So studies have shown distraction and forgetfulness are conditions that are becoming more prevalent among our youth. Why would that be? Just try and talk to a classroom of teens who are allowed to carry their phones to class. <laughs> it's like, um, you know, it, they're, they're not engaged. Uh, kinesthetic and experiential learning are the most effective ways to make what we want to teach and learn stick for good. So they need to be engaged in their learning. Look at how many kids right now are so dissatisfied with their Zoom classrooms. It's very difficult to actually learn, retain information um, when it's solely delivered through Zoom. And that's social, that's brain, that's a lot of things going together to create that situation. Um, and Zoom and, and, and technology can be used in good ways, but we need to recognize the problems to be able to come up with the solutions to make, you know, to get the best of all worlds. So here are a couple further intellectual consequences of excessive screen time. So I would say for sure, dumbs us and our children down because screen time can be a passive form of entertainment. Keyword there is passive and stimuli that numbs us as we deal with the constant barrage of input. So it's highly stressful. It's always at you. There's no break and there's actually a numbing effect. Next one, potential to become less sensitive and less able to know when it's too much having grave effects on our nervous systems. There's a tendency to tune out, um, lowers intellectual IQ, lowers emotional IQ. So delayed gratification leads to more emotionally intelligent children. Screen time. So I'm going to say that again, the delayed gratification. So if you're not gratified, if you're not given what you want right away, um, that actually improves emotional intelligence. Screen time stimulates the reward system in the brain and gives instant gratification. So if we wait, right, we, uh, we are actually helping our children to, if we delay things, right, we are helping our children to become more emotionally adept and intelligent. Prunes the brain. So this, uh, another consequence, it prunes the brain in ways that aren't always positive and burns the stress response into neural pathways. So whatever we do, uh, whatever we practice, whatever we concentrate on gets sort of, you know, br uh, burnt into the brain. 
Um, and so we create almost like a rut in that brain's development. And it's very difficult to hop out of that rut once we kind of reinforce, 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 reinforce. So we don't want to be um, reinforcing the stress response. We want the default to be calm. We want the default to be the relaxation response. So um, that is very important when we're thinking about our kids on these devices as their brains are developing. Couple of spiritual consequences, and what I mean is the spirit, the soul, the 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 what makes these uh, people, what makes us as people connected to our bigger selves, uh, what makes us human, what makes us alive, and so um, there are a couple things. I'm just gonna say a couple of things that that uh, Doctor or sorry Deepak Chopra says in his book called The Seven Spiritual Laws for Parents. Um, and he says a sense of spiritual awareness is one thing that leads to the success and wholeness of our children ahead of anything else. And without it, we have emptiness and excessive, or sorry, ex- existential angst, which means like, why are we here? And that, that causes things like anxiety and depression, um, you know, all kinds of emotional, uh, issues that make people very discontent and specifically our children as well. So excessive screen time takes away from spiritual practices and processes such as thinking, (laughs) self-exploration, being in the presence of nature in a sense that there are forces and connections bigger than ourselves, bigger than the compartments that electronics can put us into. We have a few other issues like screen addiction And I'm going to just take a couple minutes to unpack that because that's a huge uh, issue. So the biochemical roller coaster ride of excessive screen time can create the perfect storm for addiction. Disrupted hormones, imbalanced neurotransmitters, emotional strain, lack of spirituality, and poor physical and mental health. Children and teens can easily become addicted to the chemical high they get from the pleasure centers of the brain when receiving a text or playing an action-packed video game. Our children can't naturally get the extreme dopamine high electronics can give them, thus thus leaving children anxious, deflated, and wanting the next fix when they come down from the last one. So just as sugar is an addiction, most people don't recognize as life-altering or life-threatening. They don't recognize that. Addiction to electronics is a very real and damaging phenomenon sweeping our modern families. Due to the evidence I've presented thus far, it may be even more detrimental than other more visible addictions since it's covert, more insidious than alcohol, drugs, or a poor diet. It's more widely accepted and often encouraged, right? It's it's not a problem. It's actually fun. It's entertainment. It's very, it moves under the radar and isn't even identified as a problem. Actually, I think, though, many parents are seeing it as a problem. And I'm talking culturally that we don't see it as a problem. So it's very difficult for parents to say, hey, this isn't good for us. This isn't good for you. Um, It's a very difficult thing to do when you are trying to move outside of the culture in which you live. So another issue, uh, stunting personal growth. So what about the individual child what's happening or not happening to their personal growth how does excessive screen time potentially affect their development as a person or as a functioning member of society how can it affect their desires dreams work and life choices relationships and future potential 
So what excessive screen time robs our children of themselves or how it robs our children of themselves, it's due to things like lack of downtime. They don't have any time to just be. Lack of space to think and problem solve. Reducing their ability to wait for results, which we were talking about just now, you know, this delayed um, gratification. Teaching them to check out and not in. And what I mean by that is that we, when we are wanting to discover and uncover our health, right? We need to be listening to symptoms. We need to be listening to what our bodies are telling us, what we need, what we don't need. And that's, I see as checking in in many ways and spiritually checking in, checking in on what you need emotionally, what you are feeling at the time, what you're experiencing in your life. And um, checking out is actually just using um, some form of entertainment or distraction to avoid those feelings or thoughts or explorations. Next one, lack of awareness of the world around them. Okay, so turning to instant gratification such as texting, Snapchat, and watching YouTube videos instead of pursuits such as meditation, mindfulness, enjoying life, and spending time with family and real life friends. Next one, lack of time with the diverse and rich life experience. Altered attitudes toward their own real life experiences. So you might even have a different attitude toward real life like, I'm sick of doing these dishes because they're too busy wanting to get back to their their games. Or I don't want to go visit grandma right now. I'm busy. I'm distracted with this. Um, you know, I, I don't really actually care about any of these, you know, political issues like, you know, the whales, um, you know, in the oceans or, you know, plastics in the sea because I'm distracted and I don't actually care anymore. Um, many, many different things that we could, you know, any, many different examples of the fallout that can happen there and less enjoyment and connection with parents when electronics are babysitters and will therefore lead to learning less from their parents and more from the media and peers. In addition, children and youth can experience diminished creativity, living vicariously, apathy, inability to cope with life, lack of clarity, lack of focus, lack of purpose, watching life rather than living it, no real connection, no real experience, not hands-on in their lifelong learning. So I have a little fact sheet here. So how tech causes stress. Overstimulation and blue light exposure, okay, so this is sort of like an overview here. Inactivity and poor diet, violent and sexual content, sympathetic nervous system activation, living in a virtual world, and electromagnetic exposure. And this is the the effects of tech stress. So we have mental and emotional problems, nutritional imbalance and reduced physical fitness, unhealthy value system and desensitization, reduced parasympathetic nervous system activation, reduced in-person contact with friends and family, physical problems such as blood-brain barrier breach and neurochemical imbalance. And then we see the downstream effects of all kinds of diagnoses that are handed out, you know, like I say in my intro, handed out like name tags, right? They're just extremely common now. And I'm looking at some of these effects as of screen time as being part of that picture, a huge part of that picture. So I'm going to wrap up there. I think that was a nice juicy session for you all. 
Um, and next, tune in next week. The next episode is going to be about how to recognize those problems in your own family and in your own situation. And also we'll be talking about some really good, tangible, actionable solutions for your family to, I suppose, pull yourself out of that um, dumbing down that suppression or that problem that screens and media may be presenting for your family. All right, so this podcast is sponsored by the Healthy Family Formula, which essentially means that we share our information for free. All we ask is that before you move on to the next 100 things on your to-do list for today, take what you learn, and instead of waiting until Monday, January 1st, or any other arbitrary date in the future, act on it now. Buy that new food, start that new routine, shift into that healthier habit. The little steps steadily move you past the miles you leave behind you. For more information about anything related to family health, do pick up my book and check out our newsletter, blog, individual and group coaching programs and practitioner training program at healthyfamilyformula.com. And you can also like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash healthyfamilyformula. Thank you for listening as it was a pleasure to spend this time with you today. May you and your family be well. Please note that Family Health Revolution podcast is not a source for diagnosis or medical treatment, but is the opinion of the host. This podcast is intended to empower people with information so they can make the best health decisions for themselves. It is up to each person to listen to their inner wisdom, consider the information they deem to be accurate and applicable to their individual situation, and consult with their trusted healthcare providers, if they so choose, when making any decisions regarding their own health or the health of their loved ones. Each person's health is their own responsibility.